0: Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books, something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Monday, August 28th, 2023, and this is episode 126 of the podcast Today I'm happy to bring back Tony Catrull at Avid Comics, celebrating its 14th anniversary. I had Tony out a couple of weeks ago to discuss the Avant Comics Kickstarter campaign, which is still running. Please read the show notes. And back at Kickstarter. All this week I am spotlighting black creators. Think of it as a creator's world, fantastic creators putting out some fantastic comic books. Coming today with this show, focusing on Avant Comics, we have a second show with Daryl Banks iconic comic book artist who was someone I admired when I started noticing creators back when I started reading comic books long ago. Sprinkled throughout the week, I show spotlighting these other black creators. Please take the time to sample their guest appearances. It was a fantastic fun putting these shows together. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking it out. I hope you continue to sample the show. Please look at the show notes and follow the podcast on social media and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I want the podcast to continue to grow, and as I've said... Introduce fans to a different way of discovering and reading fantastic comic books. Now into today's show. Welcome back to the podcast today. I am excited and pleased to bring back on Tony Cottrell who's on in August of 2023, promoting his Kickstarter at the time. Tony Cottrell, tell us a little bit about yourself and what Avid Comics is all about.
1: Well, Ron, thank you for having me back. Um, I Personally, with Advent Comics, wanted to start a company that, first and foremost, was about fan satisfaction. Um, and our mission statement: um, you'll find two things. Our logo, putting soul back in the comics, um, getting people to feel good about comics again, but also to give fans and readers of our books high quality, great stories, and. A fun read, basically. Um, That's what Advent Comics is about. And we want to continue that motto going into our 15th year.
0: Tony, you have a real-life job outside of putting out fantastic comic books. What is it? Why did you go down that career? And you're also getting ready to do retirement plans sometime soon. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I currently am a career firefighter and paramedic in Maryland. And um, I'll be retiring in the next 236 more days, um, a, a cap of 27-year career, and I've loved every minute of it. Um, I love helping people. Um, if, if you know me, I, I, I just love to help people, whether it's in the comic industry or if it's in real life, uh, doing what I do as a fireman and a paramedic.
0: Congratulations on that, because I have a real Thank respect you. for first responders. I don't think you guys get a lot of credit, and I want to make sure I brought that up you, I'm thank sure you. you saved countless lives over the decades. thank you for yeah. doing it. thank yeah. you for doing that for you know you're one of those unsung heroes. Thanks. So let's go back to your comic book comic books in general Thanks. why Great. didn't you why didn't you outgrow comic books like a lot of kids do
1: um th- there was a point in the, in life where real life kind of took hold uh you know, I had gotten married my first wife, we had started to have a family, we had kids. So, real life it took took a hold of the wheel, uh, but I still click comics here and there here and there um but I was drawn back in in the early nineties when image came along, oh man, it was like a a lightning strike, and it was like my creativity and my patch for comics was renewed um and I've been back in a fold ever since um but yeah i i I love comics um I've never strayed totally away from comics. They've all been always been a part of my life in some way or, or some form of fashion, whether it be direct comic book collecting, uh, action figure collecting, cartoon watching, you name it. But I've always held form to a passion and um life threw me a curveball and I and, an and I started poaching my own comics. So here we are.
0: You have a nickname called The Black Titan. How did you get that?
1: <laughs> well, our flagship character is Titan the Ultraman, and a lot of Titan is based off of my life as a career firefighter and cameraman. Uh Some of the things Titan go, goes goes through in the book, I've gone through in real life. Uh, I may or may not have put some autobiographical bits and pieces of my life into the book. Um, so you'll find a lot of me in that book, and it's funny because the guys at work, they tease me. Um, it started with, we were, as a matter of fact, we were on a fire. And on the particular day of the fire, I was in charge of getting into the structure to put the fire out. So I kind of went through a wall, basically. And they were like, dude, they're like, you're like your own Superman character. Like they start calling me Black Titan, and it's stuck. And the guys at the station, um, it's stuck, even in interviews, local news, they, they call me Black Titan, so it stuck.
0: So you grew up when there were a few Black heroes, like yeah. I did in the Bronze Age, and yeah. there were very few Black creators at the yep. time. How do you feel how it's evolved and become more diverse over time? Um,
1: it has it, expanded greatly. Um, and as a matter of fact, when I started as a, um I reached out to some of those black creators. Um, uh, Avent started with an idea at Michael Davis, who was one of the milestone founders, creator, uh, co-creators of uh, Hardware and Shock and all these other magnificent characters. Um, I met and talked to Christopher Priest, who was also the original, guys who came together for Milestone. And he was he was a Marvel, one of Marvel's first editors and uh, writers for forever. Uh, so he was giving me advice behind the scenes through um, emails and messages. Uh, so the, the diversity of comics is a good thing because everyone has different ideas. And when those different ideas are shared and appreciated, uh, people are, st- pain and heard within the community. Um, matter of fact, indie comics as a whole, not just with Black comics or uh, Black creators, but as a whole, indie comics is, is the engine of comic book, in my opinion, the engine of comic book creation at the moment. Um, because you have so many diverse views, so many people with different ideas that you can literally see and find anything. You can find Winnie the Pooh stories like Myra Michaels what he's going over with his line. Um, You can find uh, uh, Lovecraft horror books. Um, I have one. Travis Gibb has one. Um, You can find superheroes. You can find uh, stories on uh, legend. You can find stories on pretty much everything. And that's a testament to how diverse the comic book industry is. And I love it.
0: What are are some of the black... What are some of the Black creators that's impacted you as a writer and as a reader? And I hate to use the term Black writer, but we were talking about this off-camera. It doesn't really matter whether you're white, Black, or whatever. But we all said, but in a way, it kind of does still matter. Yeah, so tell us does. some of the creators and things that impacted you as a writer and uh-huh. as a reader.
1: <laughs> how long, how long... Do you have to answer this question? There are a ton of people and forgive I don't name everyone because there's so many people going back to the first uh comic books uh in the thirties. Um as a writer, people who've influenced me uh include, like I said, Christopher Priest, Dwayne McDuffie, um, you have other creators like uh current day, Rodney Barnes, John Jennings, uh, you have uh there, there are just so many that I could go through. Um, contemporaries who are, are writing uh, as well. Marcus Roberts, uh, Vince White. Um, there, there are just so many. At, I'm in a unique position. Not only do I publish, not only do I write and create comics, but first and foremost, I'm a fan. So I collect Brandon Thomas, Brandon Easton. I collect comics of all of these different creators because I'm a fan, first and foremost. So um, you can see me at a show, I leave my booth because I want to meet uh, Greg Burn- Burnham uh, and have him sign his Tuskegee uh, Airs book for me. So it's just, I am a fan. And there's so, like I said, so many talented black and brown and creators of color who are now receiving their voice and their work is being uh, put out there, who it's, it's magnificent to see. Magnificent to see.
0: Tony, what made you decide to start your own comic book company? Um,
1: I had attended the 2009 Black panel given by Michael Davis. And at the time, Milestone had ended maybe a few years earlier, I think in like 97-ish. And there were no Black characters that were filling the void currently. Um, and everything at the time was dark and grim and gritty, and I I wanted some fun in store. I wanted some characters who looked and, you know, had experiences similar to my own. So I decided to go home when I left that uh, black panel and start my own comic book company. And like I said, I had uh, initially, uh, you know, like we all do, we have ideas. We went to write comics and draw comics and be a part of the industry for forever. So I took some of those ideas, dusted them off, and um, I scoured the internet for the first 13 artists, uh, the artists who work for Advent Comics, I call them the Untouchables. And so I found those first 13 artists and we turned it into something big and 14 years later, we're still here.
0: That's right. Advent Comics is now celebrating its 14th anniversary. What are yes. some of the highlights for your company over the years?
1: Oh, man. Uh, personally, uh, some of the biggest accomplishments are bringing the biggest accomplishment. I'll say this is bringing smiles to faces and knowing that our work matters. Uh, when I have fans who email me or see me at shows and tell me we really liked your book, that that's huge to me. I mean, that that just that that just makes you feel good. Um, another personal milestone for me is being able to work with some of the people who I've idolized in this business over the years. So how many
0: how many comic books have you put out over the years? Oh, my gosh.
1: Um, we have 24 ongoing titles uh, of the Advent Universe, the titles that I own, not the creator-owned uh, Unbound realms, but the titles that I own. We have 24 ongoing titles. Um, so we've been going. Um we have how,
0: how big is your catalog? Uh, it's huge. <laughs> it's, huge. <laughs> it's so what, huge, um, so huge that Tony don't even know himself.
1: Yeah. We can we can go down the list. Um, Avid Comics Spotlight, uh, Dark Dark Light and Crew, Titan the Ultraman. Um we What's have your hard, longest
0: running series.
1: The longest running series would probably be Titan the Ultraman. And and I and when I say longest running, because um I have to preface this, Advent Comics is mapped out in my brain. And, and until recently, I was the only writer. So when I was world building, I was putting together all the different uh books in place. And people used to say, Why does that guy do so many number one issues? That's because I was building the universe. Uh, certain stories wouldn't make sense if the universe wasn't built. Uh, In order for, uh, well, Titan 1 had to be in place before his team that he joins, the Regulators, uh, before that took place. So I had to put the number one out for that because that story led into Cosmos. So, I mean, I was building pieces chunk by chunk and people were like, I don't see it. They were like, this guy puts out number ones. Once all of the pieces were in place and I could tell the Cosmos story, then I started doing issue twos and threes and fours and fives. Uh, like Titan Ultraman is up to issue five now. Uh, Nathan Diaz uh, as Marvel, gives him a break. Uh, uh, he's finishing that book up as we speak. Um, he's paired with uh, Thiago Gomez, um, who's a talented inker from Brazil. Hedwin Head, uh, Zaudibur, uh, he does the colors look amazing. Ed Dukeshire, Ed Dukeshire is the letter on the book. So we have power-packed books from start to finish. And when I tell you our stuff looks great, it looks great. I mean, I, I'm just a proud, proud parent. Our stuff looks great.
0: Another goal of Advent Commons is to bring faith-based comments and graph analogues to all those interested in reading them. And that you're interested in creating comments combining faith and superheroes why is that important to tony cattrall
1: um i am me personally i have a, a i have an unabiding faith uh but i don't put my faith totally into the comics to where it's like hitting people over the head and it's like oh you got to get our books you got to get our books and you know I, pre- I don't have an agenda for you to become uh, you know, a particular religion or become part of a, a program. That's not what I'm doing. Um, as I think I spoke on the last uh, interview, uh, it was something unique to tell stories because I, a lot of the content from the Bible and other religions are story materials that are timeless. They're like superhero stories. So a court, a portion of my universe is basically devoted to the belief of a God and a devil and allowed me to tell stories from that. It's called the spirit line. So it allowed me to bring in angels and Lucifer and demons and all all these different aspects which I've also combined with other superhero things and other sci-fi things. So It's a fully functional universe and it also has some faith-based elements in it as well. So if you If you feel that, you know, uh, faith-based, it's not for me. It doesn't hit you over the head like that. And you can enjoy these books without feeling like you've been indoctrinated. So you don't have to worry about that.
0: So how does it feel to be one of the industry's longest running, also Black-owned and Black-operated comic book publishers? And are are there any other Black-owned, Black-operated comic book publishers out there?
1: Um, To answer your first part of your question, um, (laughs) if if I may be, I'm generally a humble guy, but yeah, it does feel good that we've lasted this long. And uh, one of the guys who was the creator of Milestone, he he would get on me because he was like, you need, to, you need to stop referring to yourself as a little guy or part-time. He was like, you're sharing market space and distribution with companies like DC and Marvel. He was like, you're not a little guy anymore. He was like, you're making money around the world with your books you're not a little guy anymore. He was like, you are becoming a comic book publisher. He was like, stop selling yourself short. And like I said, I try to stay humble, but it feels good. It feels good. And the second answer to your question, there are tons of Black-owned and Black-operated publishing companies. Uh, So I go down the list, if you don't mind, there's uh, Concrete Comics uh, owned and operated by Lonzo Starr, there's Wingless Comets, operated by Brian Lambert. Um, Darklight Comics, owned and operated by Vince White. Second Sight Publishing, owned and operated by Bradley Golden and Marcus H. Roberts. Uh, You have uh, other companies uh, that include uh, Danny J. Quick's uh, Fourth Wall Productions. so many. There's so many uh that it's it's incredible. There is a thriving universe and community of black comic book creators out there. And we all support one another. Greg Burnham, uh, he has his own thing with Marcus the visual. They do incredible work with Tiskey Years, David Crownson. Um, he's doing uh Harriet Tubman and Demon Slayer. Uh, uh, who else um you have some Sebastian Jones, who's doing uh, his Stranger Comics Niobe uh, stories, amazing comic creators as, as diverse as you can get, um, and it's it's just a wonderful thing to see. You can find anything that you can think of being done by Black creators at this time, and it's it's like I said, it's amazing to see that, and I'm I'm so glad to be a part of. It.
0: What's it the difference between your Kickstarter campaigns that you run throughout the year? And what you put out through the normal distribution channels?
1: Um, nothing. Um, I always want to give our readers and supporters and fans something extra. So when I do kickstarters, that's my way of giving back to them. Um, for instance, um, there are well, there's only one really Kickstarter-only title, um, and that that that's not even really true anymore. Uh, Cosmos, which is a Twelve issue maxi series. It also doubles as a crossover with over a hundred indie comics creators and publishers. Um, I do that on Kickstarter for the fans. They they love it. They love seeing those type of stories where you always want to see well, what would happen if the X Men met up with the Teen Titans, or what happens if Spawn and Batman met. Well, I do that, but to a greater degree. Um, so I'm teaming up with people you will not believe. And when people see these other companies. In our books—they're like, no way you got Dark Horse and Mike Burn and Steve Rude to give you Nexus, or no way you got uh, uh, Concrete to give you Absolver and Acolyte in your book, or some of the other countless companies that are a part of this story. But yeah, we've wove a, a nice story, I, I think, and it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be able to play with other people's characters. Make it a cohesive story to where it's organic and it all fits. And it's like, people are like, Man, that's pretty cool. I mean, I've had people come up to me at cons and were like, That is a cool idea. I never would have thought Company X and Advent, their characters would meet up in a book. So it's, it's pretty cool. So, what is, the ad, I'm sorry, what is the
0: Advent universe?
1: The Advent universe to me is fun, it's fresh, it's exciting. And it's the characters that I have brought forth um, that I have been making since I was five years old. I would make my own comic books as a kid. And those characters have stuck with me. So now that I have my own comic book company, I'm bringing those characters uh, forth. Um, I still have all my old notebooks of pictures and story bibles. And my wife, she hates it. She's like, if you see one more notebook coming to the house, she's like threatening to divorce me. But it, it all fits and I'm so glad that I'm able to bring all of these characters that I've loved over the years and bring them into stories and tell these stories. And fans have been receptive to them. The advent comic universe to me is, it's fun, it's family, and it's,
0: it's interesting, it's interesting. You don't write all your own books. Who are some of the creative team, not just writers, connected to Advent Comics on a regular basis? Again, why do you call them untouchables? And I know it's multi-part, but why does Rich Buckler have a place of honor on your website?
1: Um, I Until recently, I was the only writer. But as Advent Comics started to expand, there was no way that I could keep up with the, the creative side as well as the business side. So I started hiring other writers um and right now i have four other writers who are on long term with advent um more of that to come um i'll tell you about that a little later um and the untouchables i call them that because when i search for these artists i was just blown away by their work some of the artists include Alan Goldman, Nathan Diaz, um, creators who over the years have just put out amazing work. Um, And even uh, creators who have just recently become uh, part of the Advent Comics family, like Chris Batista, James Brown, um, Tommy Shelton. Um, There's so many artists who are so talented and when you see the work, the quality of work that they give Advent comics, it's it's untouchable. And so I just labeled them jokingly and lovingly as the untouchables, and it's stuck. And they, they all giggle when I say it, but to me, they are the top, the cream of the crop. And I, I love being able to work with these creators.
0: I love it. So why does Rich Buckler have that place of honor?
1: Because Rich Buckler was one of the creators when I grew up, Loved his stuff. Whether it was the Superman versus Shazam digest that I bought from Toys R Us when I was seven years old, Um, Nova, Fantastic Four. I mean, he was a creator who I loved for years. And over the years, it turns out that we had a a connection. One of the guys who was in his one of his studio mates uh, was a member of my church, and we talked about Rich. And when I actually met Rich Buckler would talk and have conversations for hours. We'd talk on the phone, we'd email. um, And before he passed away, it was planned that um, he was going to bring certain characters uh, such as Darkling who hadn't been seen in over 30 years to Advent Comics along with his original Demon Hunter character. He was going to bring them back to Advent. And storyline in the Cosmos book. It showed the reappearance of Darkling in issue three, and we had a, a point where we are going to revamp the Demon Hunter character, bring him back. Um, like I said, Rich's, as a matter of fact, Rich's final two works before he passed away were Advent Comics uh, covers. Um, he did the, pan, the Pantheon cover along with his brick buckler they created that together uh and that was awesome and cosmos nine he has a special cover that he did which was his very last work before he passed away um like i said he was one of the best guys and i could sit and talk to him about comics i could sit and talk to him about business questions but I mean, he was just a wealth of knowledge and that's why he holds such a special place and in my heart, um, like I said, it's been an honor for me as a fan, first and foremost, to be able to walk and talk with these titans who I've i've held in such high regard all these years. And uh, Rick, he lived up to it, he was just a heck of a guy. He was a heck of a guy.
0: So, how do you select your creators and do you try to foster new talent to come into the industry?
1: Oh, yeah, I always pick up new talents. Matter of fact, for our 15th anniversary uh since and it, it's this uh let me start off by saying it's a and it's not a joke it's it's legit it's serious the i have a i guess a, a tally going Marvel and d c have stolen thirteen of the creators that I found thirteen, so I must be doing something right. And they are actively taking our guys from us. So, and it's a running joke, and it, I tell everybody, you work with Advent, you're going to the big league, going to the big two, no, no doubt about it. And and it, it's happened 13 straight times with Nathan being the last one. Um, but yeah, it's 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 funny, and uh, I I just have a you know I love comics as a fan. I with, luckily I've been doing this for a while, so I'm able to spot talent and the people who I feel bring something to the Advent universe, I'll pick them up and have them uh, work for us on our books. And I do foster new talent. Um, I have just started getting new writers or getting writers into our books. Um, As new artists, I I have new artists. Matter of fact, uh, there are five new artists who are going to make their premiere, so to speak, as part of our 15th anniversary project. And when I tell you, these guys are amazing. They're amazing, um, but I don't want to say any names yet, because I don't want Mar- everyone to steal any more of my time before <laughs> I finish my projects. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, these, new, these new guys are amazing, and I've been blessed to find them, cultivate them. And it, it's amazing because, like I said, the 15th anniversary is next year, 2024. But I'm getting projects back from these new guys. Uh, three of the five have already turned in their projects for the 15th anniversary. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, wow, it's a sin that these guys are that good. They, they're that good. So um, I'm honored and pleased to have that kind of talent working for heaven.
0: You publish in many genres, including westerns, romances, yep. war comic. Why not just stick to the easy money of superheroes?
1: Well, believe it or not, superheroes is a crowded market, and when I say haven't um, gives everyone something, that's what I want to do, uh, because I'll, you're going to get superheroes from Avant. That's a given. But also, there are twists and turns, like uh, the, the romance story is called Soulmate. That it that premiered a brand new superhero to the advent universe and it also is a tie into the cosmos stories so it's everything a cycle uh as a matter of fact uh, there's a book we have called black starline where we we showcase uh black writers and creative talent people of color um in our books and then our characters within our universe um the latest book that's part of our, um, our, our new series, um, it gives a background on Dalton Malone, who is a character in one of our books called South Side. So everything matters. So the war comic ties into the South Side book. The romance book ties into the, the, the Cosmos book. The advent universe is connected in ways you cannot believe. So when people read these books and they were like, oh, wow, I know that character. That character is related to so-and-so over in that book. Or he's the dad of that character. This universe is fully connected. There was a lot of world building that went on in these books.
0: Are all the Advent comics kid-friendly?
1: Not all of them. Uh, There are several, I don't say several. There are two titles that are definitely not kid-friendly. They're mature readers. Southside because that deals with a character, Dark Malone, who's trying to find who murdered his friend and he resorts to pretty much uh, he's like a black John Wick mixed with the Punisher. So that book is a lot of violent, ultra violent. It has language it has nudity, it has adult situations, so that's definitely not for kids. And then I have another book even though it's it's super villains, it's called the Hit Squad. And they're assassins within the Advent Universe. The best assassins they are. But they have a secret. And that book also has language and it's not for kids. It's strictly for adults. But we do have some kid, um, kid-oriented books. Like our Sunshine One-Shot, that's kid-oriented. Uh, uh, we have a few that kids can read. We do have some kids stories that they can read specifically just for kids
0: are the kid audience something that's important to you that you try to grow oh yeah oh yeah uh because i i i look back when i was a
1: kid comics were a big part of my life and this this is really going to sound hokey but it's i swear it's the truth comics helped me learn how to read because i would look at comics and i would i would just be fascinated and it would be like huge words And I run to the dictionary to figure out what that word was so I could finish reading a comic book. So, comics helped me learn how to read, and comics became an integral part of me growing and developing into who I am. So, I want to bring that same enjoyment, that same sense of wonder and awe that I had as a kid to the kids of today. And hopefully, the next Tony Cottrell or someone better than me can come along and tell their stories when they come of age. So it, it's it's big for me. I, I believe the children are where comics. Uh, we, we we tend to make comics for ourselves and for the older demographic, but also as you can see, if you're doing the research, the school act, the Scholastic comics, and the younger comics are doing it. The young adult comics they are they're in a class by themselves. So yeah, it's important to me. It's important to me.
0: Briefly, tell us about your career-owned imprint unbound realms. And why did you do it? Well,
1: um, it actually started uh, when when I first started doing Kickstarter books. I would see these wonderful titles, guys would do Kickstarters, and you know basically that was it. I'm like, "You guys don't want to do anything else. I mean, the book great. More people should see it. So I figured I would try to help them bring those titles to the masses. Um, so I you know, I had at the time Amazon and Comixology and you know, I had my own distribution line going. So I was like, I can take your book global. And I just started helping other creators get their book out there. And as time went on, um, got with Diamond, um, got with uh, got our books in Walmart. So there are different avenues open to different uh creators. And like I said, I don't just want people to see my books. I'm a fan first and foremost, so I try to take books that I think others will enjoy and try to, you know, bring them to the masses as
0: well. We've been talking about having comics in general and and your career and all that stuff, but I like to get into the nuts and bolts of things, kind of like pull the curtain back and take away things and see what it's like, kind of like behind the scenes and more of the business aspect of things. Like your distribution and marketing, your comic books and merchandise, are on six continents over thirty-four countries. How does a scrappy oh. company get that type of distribution? And how the heck did you get to be at Walmart? I went and Google well, Walmart. I, and yeah, I, I can get Walmart can get added comics off their website. I, I I gotta stop you. I
1: gotta stop you because not 34 countries, fifty four countries before before I got with Diamond. Now me me, me solo managed to get those books.
0: Now, those Tony, books. I told you off camera, no bragging. Just put that brag no, no in, bragging. No, I'm teasing no, you bragging. I, yeah, That's I impressive. Just, Fifty countries I, is good. I just,
1: I just have to set the record straight. I just have to set the record straight. And then when I, because I was going, I when I went to Diamond and told them what I had planned, and then they were like, "Wow, you're doing this and that," and I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm like, you know, I want to be part of the team with you guys, and they were like, "Done," but no, I did it. I did it myself. I mean humble brag. I did it myself. Um, I I just have been a firefighter, I have a no quit, uh some people may say cocky attitude. I call it confidence, I call it self-confidence. So my first book, uh, Pandemonium Evil Incarnate, uh was a graphic novel. Um, I mean I put that book on Amazon. I put it on at the time, uh Comics Plus, which is the iPad version of Comixology. Um, and from there, uh, people were starting to see it. And I I connected with uh, the, the, the first and only at the time uh, comic book shop in Dubai. And they were like, we want to sell your book. And I'm like, let's do it. So when I started saying, OK, people are liking this book. So I was just reaching out and there were different places I wanted to put our books. And slowly but surely I was knocking down those locations. And I said, I want to make our books global. And if, you know, knock on wood,
0: you know, thankfully it's
1: been happening. It's been happening.
0: There are so many, there are so many comic books being put out right now. There's fantastic publishers putting out stuff. It's reminiscent to me of the nineties when there were so many publishers, but back then they didn't have the internet for topic marketing. So yes. is is it harder or easier today to get noticed your comic books and advent comics with just the flood of stuff that's out there?
1: As a comics creator, I'll say the internet makes it easier to self-publish and to get your books out there. But that's a double-edged sword because while there is a ton of publishers or people can put out their own stories, There's only so much eye space or shelf space, and you're fighting with thousands of other people for that space. So yeah, you got to do something new, something original to try to get your stuff out there and to bring eyes to it. Um, Like I said, um, our 14th anniversary Kickstarter, I did that not to make money. I did that to bring new eyes to Advert Comics and to get them on board for our real anniversary, which is... Well, not real anniversary, but our real celebration, which is our 15th anniversary, which we have, a, we have a bunch of stuff planned coming up. So it's all about doing things to propel your brand and your comics forward. Uh, sometimes you got to think out of the box uh, in order to make that happen.:
0: So, how do social media and comic conventions help Avant Comic grow as a brand? What oh, do you it, do?: it
1: helped, it helped a lot, but by the same token. Uh, there are other uh, companies who surpass us on social media, um, but sales-wise, I'm, I'm not in their pockets or their business, but I can almost guarantee you they don't touch it sales-wise. But um, social media is still a tool that we're, we're learning. Um I am learning to try to promote Advent Comics. And like I said, Advent Comics is probably the biggest company you've never heard of. (laughs) I would have to agree. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the biggest company you've never heard of. And I'm trying to change that. And I'm trying to do more podcasts and do more things to put Advent's name out there. Because when people see the type of quality of our books and the content we're bringing, they're going to fall in love with it. They really are. And I hate to say things like that that don't seem humble, but I, I just feel that strongly in our books and our creators and our teams and in Advent Comics as a whole. I think once you see what we're doing, you'll love what we're
0: doing. You have some of your comic books on a digital platform. When you put out a new comic book, do you also release that comic book in a digital plat- platform at the same time? And what led you on a path to go to more digital?
1: I try to do digital and print because I know even though purists out there, they want to have the copy in their hands. There is a big chunk of the market that actually loves digital. Um, they can take their comics with them anywhere. They don't have to you know, fight to create space in their homes and their collection for more content, but they can still have the comics with them um i am a big proponent i try to do digital and print um the unbound uh books um that's a little different um and if the creators want their books to go through the digital process with advent i'm more than happy to do it um but like i said most of our books are digital and um print based and um Digital started for me, actually, when I was starting Advent and I was getting advice. Uh, that was Christopher Priest. He was telling me, if you don't do anything else and you're serious about starting your comic book company, go digital. He was big on telling me, go digital. And this was back in 99, 2000. He was like, go digital. He was like, that's the wave of the future. And I was like, really? I was like, I like reading read comics in my hand. He was like, I'm telling you, young man, go digital. And so I took his advice and I started doing digital almost out the gate. We had digital and we had print. So, you know, it's a big thing and it's, it's served us well.
0: You're on Comicsology, Drive through Indie Planet. I even went through the regular Amazon website. I was surprised that I actually could find Advent Comics without a huge search because their search engine's so wonky. So I don't know what you did over at uh Amazon to get your stuff there, but um, um how we, do you we, we sold you, pretty good. How but, do you do do all those different places work in sync with you? Like do they all are beneficial for actually, you?
1: I, actually yes. Um we we um how can I say this? All right. Today is a is a full day. I'm not bragging, but we have brought sales to those platforms. So they generally tend to work with us. And once they saw that, hey, people like this stuff, we got moved to the top of the list. Even if you Google AdVent Comics, you you find a lot of stuff. You find a lot of good stuff. So it's, it's a good thing that something that we've created over the years has grown to the level that's grown. And I personally feel that there's so much more that AdVent can accomplish. And I'm working towards that. Um but yeah, uh Indie Planet, uh the guys and team over at Indie Planet, good people, uh Drive-Through Comics, good people. We just started putting our stuff on global comics, We're gonna be a force, definitely a force in the digital comics industry. Um, so yeah, you you're gonna start to see a lot of advent comics in all of those different digital spaces.
0: I also noticed that you, some of your advent Comics, event comics are available on Comicology's Unlimited plan to borrow. Do you have, Did you have any say in that? Or did they just um, randomly pick? Because I'm just no. curious of how stuff gets on their Unlimited plan because that's such a cluster mess, trying to find stuff on that thing. Because about a year and a yeah. half ago, they um, revamped their whole Comicology thing and tried to find right. something. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. It's impossible right. to find stuff. But um, we, how does how do you get on Comicology Unlimited? What was the we, we didn't
1: have, we didn't have anything to do with uh um how Comicsology decided to go over the years. But no, we got on Comicsology, and we were producing singular content and they were like you know, we were opening up Comixology Unlimited. Would you like some of your titles to go on on the platform? I'm like they were like, you know, put more more eyes on your comics. I'm like, sure, let's go. So um, I didn't, well, I I had a small role in which comics went on. Um, The original comics like Hit Squad and a couple others, I picked because I was trying to showcase a lot of different things from Advent, a lot of different genres on comicsology Unlimited. So you'll find uh, I just did a I searched the other day uh, because I needed to get a, a link for someone. And uh, Hits I know Hit Squad's still on Comicsology Unlimited because they purged a lot of a lot of people's titles. But unfortunately
0: uh, fortunately,
1: uh, Advent Comics is still there. You can still find our books. So I'm happy about that.
0: Over the past few years, the comic shops in the industry have weathered a few shocks and changes. Do you feel the industry is like healthy and strong enough? To take maybe a slowing economy or even a recession down the road, because we really haven't had a economy, good recession. And I'm kind of you know, how does the comic industry survive? Uh, you know, some kind of a huge you know economic downturn.
1: Um, times are tough for everyone, uh, but uh, that is to put my one of my other hats on. Um, looking at the economy, the economy actually is. Bouncing back, um, it may not look—excuse <clears throat> may not look like it, but it's it's coming back to where it was before all of the wonkiness of COVID and such happened. But with that said, <clears throat> comic shops are fighting with a lot of a lot of—I uh, don't say rivals per se, but there are a lot of things that are happening, that are pulling comic shops in a lot of different directions. Here at Advent Comics, I'm a huge proponent of taking care of every portion or every section of the comics industry. And that includes our shop owners. So if our shop owner are telling us, hey, we need uh, some of your guys to come out and do signings to boost our sales, my guys are there um, matter of fact um, I have a couple of signings coming up for one of our indie um, indie creator books uh, Unbound rounds books called thorn uh, the creators are doing signings of different shops uh, for that book that just went back to the second printing um, so I try to also help uh, I have I have a plan if the creators or the comic shops, do not wish to buy from Diamond. They can buy directly from us. And we have a plan called a Retailer HQ Program where I give them discounts and I try to send them tools and in-house marketing and such to help promote the books. And I try to shout them out on social media as best I can and try to basically try to help them as much because they're selling the book promotes our brand. And I want to make sure that they're able to, you know, to function and enjoy uh, being able to, you know, stay in business. Basically, I want to keep business flowing into their shops. So we we do a lot to try to help our store owners and shop owners. And basically, they're, they're the lifeblood of the comic book industry. They get the books to the fans, from us to the so. We have to keep them going, and whatever we can do to help, I'm all down. I'm for it. I'm for it.
0: Before we wrap this up, Tony, you get the last words. Any closing comments you'd like to say? Um, people
1: can check out Advent Comics. Um, like I said, we're probably the biggest company you've never heard of. Uh, you can find our books at adventcomics.com. You can find us uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, find us uh, comic. South limited drive-through comics indie planet uh, Kindle we're in previews every month uh, our books go to comic shops monthly um, you can also find our books in Walmart um, so there's more to come but we ask that you take a look at our books I think you'll love what you see we have comics for everyone um, every genre every ethnicity you name it if you like it there's chances are you'll find And I invite you all to stick around because we have a lot planned for our 15th anniversary next year. So we ask that you journey with us and uh, enjoy the ride.
0: Tony Cottrell, I've celebrating 14 years in the comic industry. Thank you so much for joining me. We have plans to have you and more of your people back out in the future.
1: I would love to come back. Anytime you guys need me, say the word and I'll be there.
0: Thank you so much, Tony. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: So take care. And I try to make all of our Kickstarters something unique, whether it's box sets or exclusive comics. Um, They're comics that I create specifically just to give away Kickstarters. And you can't get those comics again, like our 10th anniversary facet book. Um, That was a 10th anniversary uh, project. I created 10 comics for that. And basically it was just a exclusive to, you know, we offered. But um, I like doing things that are unique and original to our Kickstarter events. And with this uh, Kickstarter, we have four new titles. We have original items that you can only get here at this uh, Kickstarter event. So hopefully people will look at the, the uh, Kickstarter and go back and see all the great things that we have to offer and take, take advantage of it.
0: You have an impressive campaign stat. When I was going over it, how much time and effort did you put into designing that actual campaign and all the information about Advent? And Ooh. does that space help the Kickstarter get funded and promote the Advent brand? Because you're, it's very expensive on the Kickstarter. I actually got a lot of information on it, and I found it very it, informative.
1: It's 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 very expensive, um, and actually, people are going to think I'm crazy for this. But this Kickstarter is not about money for me. Um, this particular Kickstarter, if you notice, the goal was only like $1,200. The most important thing from this Kickstarter is that I want to reach comic book fans who've never heard of Advil to get them to see what we have to offer. Now, with that said, I'm currently, and it's taken me a few, quite a few months to put together the 14th anniversary, even though it's, it's not, really a lot of um um brand new comics well we have four brand new comics that are available but next year's 15th anniversary i'm currently working on that now that is why i did this kickstarter to get people so that they can sign on to the 15th anniversary which is going to be huge when i say huge it's going to be huge i mean I'm going to start releasing some of the names of the the people who are participating, um, who we've already gotten work back from. And that alone is just going to blow people's minds when they see all of this talent. They're
0: going to be like, wow. Like, wow. You are a successful businessman. You've done successful campaigns. What kind of advice would you give to somebody that's interested in starting their own Kickstarter campaign? Something that completely different that nobody would think about
1: um try to be consistent and this is and even myself I fall short um try to be consistent with your backers meaning be present with them uh communicate every step of the way because kickstarter is a way for you directly to reach the fans fans to get to know you um and sometimes um you know life happens uh, careers happen Um, as a career firefighter, a lot of times I can't reach out like I should, but I want the fans to know or the people who are doing Kickstarters to know, your fans who are supporting you are the most important quality or part of your Kickstarter adventure. Treat your fans right, they will treat you right in return. So new, new creators, if you're putting together a Kickstarter campaign, keep your creators one in mind for uh, everything you do to communicate with them and keep them abreast of what you're doing. Bring them in on the creation process. Make them feel like this is their campaign as well because it is. They are helping you fund your dream and get your project to the level you want it to be at to be in their hands. So keep them abreast of all of the changes and the goals, the triumphs, the downs, the ups, everything. Keep them in the
0: loop. Tony, with all the comic book-centric Kickstarters going on right now, why should somebody back Advent Comics' Kickstarter campaign?
1: Well, um, you're going to get a fun, fresh new universe that you've never seen before. And like I said, there are there are genres that we do that everyone can appreciate. If your if you're genre is manga, I just released a brand new manga series that's exclusive to this campaign. If you like war comics, we have a brand new book uh, that's exclusive to this series based on war and combat. So like I said, you're gonna get everything that you want with high quality art. All of our creators are Marvel and DC creators. Yes, they are part of this this equation. You, you have art by who's who creators, colorists, inkers, So we're giving you high-quality art, great prices, great content, fun stories, and it's something fresh, it's something new. Give it a try. I guarantee
0: you'll like what you see. I guarantee it. Tony, you get the last word. Before we wrap this up, do you have any closing comments? Uh, Yeah, I'd
1: like everyone to at least take a look. Um, I know times are hard for all of us right now. Um, If you can't, uh, once you see it, Share the word with the family member, a friend who likes comics or anyone who you think would appreciate great comics. And once you see some of the items that we have available, I think uh, you'll see that this isn't a hobby. This is this is someone who has a passion for comics and who wants I want to bring the smile that I've been had on my face from enjoying comics for close to 50 years now to new readers and to other comic book readers because i want that joy to come back to comics a, a lot of a lot of people are not happy with the comics they see these days but i want you to read an advent comic book graphic novel or trade paperback whatever the case may be and for you to be like wow that's a pretty good story that's you know that's awesome i like that i don't know i'll give these guys another chance and like i said We're planning a 15th anniversary that's going to knock your socks off. So I want to bring in new readers now and take you on the journey with us. So the next August that we hit the 15th anniversary, you can enjoy what we have cooking. We've been cooking it for quite a while. So I think you'll enjoy
0: it. Tony Cattrall, Advent Comics, Kickstarter campaign running all through the month of August 2023. There'll be information in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm going to have you back on soon again. Thanks, Tony.
1: I love it. Thank you for having me. And to your, your readers and your listeners, please help us the campaign. Um, you can find us at uh, Kickstarter Advent Comics 14th anniversary uh, celebration. Thank you.
0: Welcome back to the podcast today. I am excited and pleased to bring back on Tony Cottrell, who's on in August of 2023, promoting his Kickstarter at the time. Tony Cottrell, tell us a little bit about yourself and what Avid Comics is all about. Well,
1: Ron, thank you for having me back. Um, I personally, with Avid Comics, wanted to start a company that first and foremost was about fan satisfaction. Um, and our mission statement, um, you'll find two things, our logo, putting soul back in the comics, um, getting people to feel good about comics again, but also to give fans and readers of our books high quality, great stories, and a fun read, basically. Um, that's what Advent Comics is about. And we want to continue that motto going into our 15th year.
0: Tony, you have a real-life job outside of putting out fantastic comic books. What is it? Why did you go down that career? And you're also getting ready to do retirement plans sometime soon. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I currently am a career firefighter and paramedic in Maryland. And um, I'll be retiring in the next 236 more days. um, A a cap of 27-year career. And I've loved every minute of it. Um, I love helping people. Um, if if you know me, I, I I just love to help people, whether it's in the comic industry or if it's in real life, uh, doing what I do as a fireman and a paramedic.
0: Congratulations on that, because I have a real Thank respect you. for first Thank responders. You. I don't think you guys get a lot of credit, and I want to make sure I brought that up. You, I'm Thank sure you. you saved countless lives over the decades. Thank you for yeah. doing it. Thank yeah. you for doing that. For you know, you're one of those unsung heroes. Thank so you. let's go back to your comic comic books in general. Thanks. Why didn't you? Why didn't you outgrow comic books like a lot of kids do?
1: Um, th- there was a point in the, in life where real life kind of took hold. Uh, you know, I had gotten married, my first wife. We had started having family, had kids. So real life it took took a hold of the wheel. Uh, but I still collect comics here and there, here and there. Um, but I was drawn back in in the early nineties when Image came along, oh man, it was like a, a lightning strike. And it was like my creativity and my passion for comics was renewed. Um, and I've been back in a fold ever since. Um, but yeah, I I, I love comics. Um, I've never strayed totally away from comics. They've all been always been a part of my life in some way or some form of fashion, whether it be direct comic book collecting, uh, action figure collecting, cartoon watching, you name it. But I've always held form to a passion and um life threw me curveball and bows and I and I started poaching my own conference. So here we are.
0: You have a nickname called
1: The Black Titan. How did you get that? <laughs> well, our flagship character is Titan the Ultraman. And a lot of Titan is based off of my life as a career firefighter and paramed. Uh some of the things Titans go, goes goes through in the book, I've gone through in real life. Uh, I may or may not have put some autobiographical bits and pieces of my life into the book. Um, so you'll find a lot of me in that book. And it's funny because the guys at work they tease me. Um, it started when we were, as a matter of fact we were on a fire, and on the particular day of the fire, I was in charge of getting into the structure to put the fire out. So I kind of went through a wall, basically, and they were like, dude, they're like, you're like your own Superman character. Like they start calling me Black Titan. It's stuck And the guys at the station. Um it's stuck. Even in interviews, local news, they they call me Black Titan. So it's stuck.
0: So you grew up when there were a few black Carols, like yeah. I did in the Bronze Age and yeah. there were very few black creators at the yep. time. How do you feel how it's evolved and become more diverse over time?
1: Um, it, it, it has expanded greatly. Um, and as a matter of fact, when I started Advent, um I reached out to some of those black creators. Um, uh, ADVENT started with an idea at Michael Davis, who was one of the milestone founders, creator, uh, co-creators of uh, Hardware and Shock and all these other magnificent characters, um, I met and talked to Christopher Priest, who was also the original guys who came together for Milestone, and he was he was a Marvel, one of Marvel's first editors and uh, writers for Forever. Uh, so he was giving me advice behind the scenes through um, emails and messages. Uh, so. The the diversity of comics is a good thing because everyone has different ideas. And when those different ideas are shared and appreciated, uh, people are seen and heard within the community. Um, Matter of fact, indie comics as a whole, not just with Black comics or uh, Black creators, but as a whole, indie comics is, is the engine of comic book, in my opinion, the engine of comic book creation at the moment. Um, because you have so many diverse views, so many people with different ideas that you can literally see and find anything. You can find Winnie the Pooh stories like Myra Michaels, what he's going over with his line. Um, you can find uh, uh, Lovecraft horror books. Um, I have one, Travis Gibb has one. Um, you can find superheroes, you can find uh, stories on. Uh, religion. You can find stories on pretty much everything. And that's a testament to how diverse the comic book industry is. And I love it. I what, love are, it. What,
0: are black, I'm what are some of the Black creators that's impacted you as a writer and as a reader? And I hate to use the term Black writer, but we were talking about this off camera. It doesn't really matter whether you're white, Black, or whatever. But we also said, but in a way it kind of does still matter. So tell us some of the creators and things that impacted you as a writer and Uh as a reader. How
1: how long long do you have to answer this question? There are a ton of people and forgive, I don't name everyone because there's so many people going back to the first uh, comic books uh, in the thirties. Pete, as a writer, people who've influenced me uh include like i said christopher priest dwayne mcduffie um you have other creators like uh current day rodney barnes john jennings uh you have uh there are just so many that i could go through um contemporaries who are writing uh as well marcus roberts uh vince white um there are just so many at I'm in a unique position. Not only do I publish, not only do I write and create comics, but first and foremost, I'm a fan. So I collect Brandon Thomas, Brandon Easton. I collect comics of all of these different creators because I'm a fan, first and foremost. So um, you can see me at a show. I leave my booth because I want to meet uh, Greg Bur- Burnham uh, and have him sign his Tuskegee uh, Airs book for me. So it's just, I am, a fan, And there's so, like I said, so many talented Black and brown and creators of color who are now receiving their voice and their work is being uh, put out there, who it's, it's magnificent to see, magnificent to see.
0: Tony, what made you decide to start your own comic book company? Um, I had attended
1: the 2009 Black panel given by Michael Davis. And at the time milestone had ended maybe a few years earlier, I think in like ninety seven ish and there were no black characters that were filling the void currently um and everything at the time was dark and grim and gritty and i I wanted some fun the store I wanted some characters who looked and you know had experiences similar to my own, so I decided to go home when I left that uh, black panel and start my own comic book company. And like I said, I had uh, initially, uh, you know, like we all do, we have ideas, we went to write comics and draw comics and be a part of the industry for forever. So I took some of those ideas, dusted them off, and um, I scoured the internet for first 13 artists, uh, the artists who work for Advent Comics. I call them the Untouchables. And so I found those first 13 artists and we turned it into something big. And 14 years later, we're still here.
0: That's right. Avocam is now celebrating its 14th anniversary. What are some of the highlights for your company over the years?
1: Oh, man. Uh, Personally, uh, some of the biggest accomplishments are bringing the biggest accomplishment. I'll say this is bringing smiles to faces. And knowing that our work matters, uh, when I have fans who email me or see me at shows and tell me we really liked your book that that's huge to me I mean that that does that that just makes you feel good um another personal milestone for me is being able to work with some of the people who I've idolized in this business over the years so how many
0: how many comic books have you put out over the years?
1: Oh my gosh um we have Twenty four ongoing titles, uh, of the Advent Universe. The titles that I own, not the creator owned, uh, Unbound Realms, but the titles that I own. We have twenty four ongoing titles. Um, so we've been going. Um, we have
0: how how big is your catalog? Uh, it's huge. (laughs) It's uh, it's (laughs) It's so Um, huge, so huge that Tony don't even know himself.
1: Yeah, we can we can go down the list. Um, Advent. Comics, Spotlight, uh, Dark Dark Light and Crew, Titan the Ultraman. Um we have What's your longest running, to...
0: running series?
1: The longest running series would probably be Titan the Ultraman. And and I and when I say longest running, because um I have to preface this admin comics is mapped out in my brain. and, and until recently I was the only writer. So when I was world building, I was putting together all the different uh, books in place. And people used to say, why does that guy do so many number one issues? That's because I was building the universe. Uh, Certain stories wouldn't make sense if the universe wasn't built. Uh, In order for... uh, Well, Titan 1 had to be in place before his team that he joins, the regulators, uh, before that took place. So I had to put the number one out for that because that story led into Cosmos. So, I mean, I was building pieces chunk by chunk, and people were like, I don't see it. They were like, this guy puts out number ones. Once all of the pieces were in place and I could tell the Cosmos story, then I started doing issue twos and threes and fours and fives. Uh, Like Titan Ultraman is up to issue five now. Uh, Natho Diaz uh, as Marvel gives him a break. Uh, uh, He's finishing that book up as we speak. Um, He's paired with... uh, Thiago Gomez, um, who's a talented inker from Brazil. Hedwin Head, uh, Zadovar. Uh, he does the colors that look amazing. Ed Dukeshire, Dukeshire is the letter on the book. So we have power-packed books from start to finish. And when I tell you our stuff looks great, it looks great. I mean, I, I'm just a proud, proud parent. Our stuff looks great.
0: Another goal of Advent Comics is to bring faith-based comics and graph novels to all those interested in reading them and that you're interested in creating comics combining faith and superheroes. Why is that important to Tony Cottrell?
1: Um, I am, me personally, I have, a, a, I have an unabiding faith, uh, but I don't put my faith totally into the comics to where it's like hitting people over the head and it's like, oh, you got to get our books, got to get our books. And, you know, I, pre- I don't have an agenda for you to become, uh, you know, a particular religion or become part of a, a program. That's not what I'm doing. Um, as I think I spoke on the last uh, interview, uh, it was something unique to tell stories because a, a lot of the, the content from the Bible and other religions are st- story materials that are timeless. They're like superhero stories. So a court, a portion of my universe is basically devoted to the belief of a god and a devil and allowed me to tell stories from that. It's called the spirit line. So it allowed me to bring in angels and Lucifer and demons and all, all these different aspects, which I've also combined with other superhero things and other sci-fi things. So it's a fully functional universe and it also has some faith-based elements in it as well so if you if you feel that you know "Ah, faith-based it's not for me it doesn't hit you over the head like that and you can enjoy these books without feeling like you've been indoctrinated so you don't have to worry about that
0: so how does it feel to be one of the industry's longest running also black owned and black operated comic book publishers and there are, are there any other black owned, black operated comic kind of book publishers out there?
1: Um, to answer your first part of your question, um, <laughs> if, I, if I may be, I, I'm generally a humble guy, but yeah, it does feel good that we've lasted this long. And uh, one of the guys who was the creator of Milestone, he he would get on me because he was like, "You need to you need to stop referring to yourself as a little guy or part time." He was like, "You're sharing." market space, and distribution of companies like DC and Marvel. He was like, you're not a little guy anymore. He was like, you're making money around the world with your books. You're not a little guy anymore. He was like, you are becoming a comic book publisher. He was like, stop selling yourself short. And like I said, I try to stay humble, but it feels good. It feels good. And the second answer to your question, there are tons of Black-owned and Black-operated publishing companies. Uh, if I go down the list if you don't mind. There's uh, Concrete Comics uh, owned and operated by Lonzo Starr. There's Wingless Comics operated by Brian Lambert. Um, Darklight Comics owned and operated by Vince White. Second Site uh, uh, Publishing owned and operated by Bradley Golden and Marcus H. Roberts. Uh, you have uh, other companies uh, that include um, Danny J. Quick's uh fourth wall productions. Um so many. There's so many uh that it's it's incredible. There is a thriving universe and community of black comic book creators out there. And we all support one another. Greg Burnham uh he has his own thing with Marcus the Visual. They do incredible work with Tisky Years, David Crownson um, he's doing uh, Harriet Tubman and Demon Slayer. Uh, uh, who else? Um, you have Sebastian Jones who's doing uh, his Stranger Comics, Niobe uh, stories. Amazing comic creators as, as diverse as you can get, um, and it's it's just a wonderful thing to see. You can find anything that you can think of. Being done by black creators at this time, and it's it's like I said it's amazing to see that and i'm I'm so glad to be a part of it
0: What's the difference between your Kickstarter campaigns that you run throughout the year and what you put out through the normal distribution channels?
1: um nothing um I always want to give our readers and supporters and fans something extra. so when I do Kickstarters, that's my way of giving back to them um, for instance um there are, well, there's only one really Kickstarter-only title, um, and that, that that's not even really true anymore, uh, Cosmos, which is a 12-issue maxi series. It also doubles as a crossover with over 100 indie comics creators and publishers. Um, I do that on Kickstarter for the fans. They, they love it. They love seeing those type of stories where you always want to see well, what would happen if the X-Men met up with the Teen Titans? Or what happens if Spawn and Batman met? Well, I do that, but to a greater degree. Um, so I'm teaming up with people you will not believe. And when people see these other companies in our books, they're like, no way you got Dark Horse and Mike Burn and Steve Rude to give you Nexus. Or no way you got uh, uh, Concrete to give you Absolver and Acolyte in your book. Or some of the other countless companies that are a part of this story. But yeah, we, I've wove a nice story, I, I think. And it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be able to play with other people's characters, make it a cohesive story to where it's organic and it all fits. And it's like, people are like, man, that's pretty cool. I mean, I've had people come up to me at cons and were like, that is a cool idea. I never would have thought Company X and Advent their characters would meet up in a book. So this is pretty cool. So what is the ad, I'm sorry, what is the
0: advent universe?
1: The advent universe to me is fun, it's fresh, it's exciting. And it's the characters that I have brought forth um, that I had been making since I was five years old. I would make my own comic books as a kid and those characters have stuck with me. So now that I have my own comic book company, I'm bringing those characters uh, forth. Um, I still have all my old notebooks of pictures and story bibles. And my wife, she hates it. She's like, if I see one more notebook coming to the house, she's like threatening to divorce me. But it, it all fits. And I'm so glad that I'm able to bring all of these characters that I've loved over the years and bring them into stories and tell these stories. and Fans have been receptive to them. The Advent comic universe to me is, it's fun, it's family, and it's, it's interesting,
0: it's interesting. You don't write all your own books. Who are some of the creative team, not just writers, connected to Advent comics on a regular basis? Again, why do you call them untouchables? And I know it's multi-part, but why does Rich Buckler have a place of honor on your website?
1: Um, I Until recently, I was the only writer, but as Advent Comics started to expand, there was no way that I could keep up with the, the creative side as well as the business side. So I started hiring other writers. Um, and right now I have four other writers who are on long-term with Advent. Um, More of that to come. Um, I'll tell you about that a little later. Um, And the Untouchables, I call them that because when I searched for these artists, I was just blown away by their work. Some of the artists include Dodie Ica, uh, Alan Goldman, Nathan Diaz. Creators who over the years have just put out amazing work Um, and even uh, creators who have just recently become uh, part of the Advent Comics family like Chris Batista, James Brown, um, Tommy Shelton. Um, There's so many artists who are so talented. And when you see the work, the quality of work that they give Advent Comics, it's it's untouchable. And so I just labeled them jokingly and lovingly as the untouchables. And it's stuck. And they, they all giggle when I say it, but to me, they are the top, the cream of the crop. And I, I love being able to work with these creators. I love it.
0: So why does Rich Buckler have that place of honor?
1: Because Rich Buckler was one of the creators when I grew up, loved his stuff. Whether it was the... Superman versus Shazam, Digest that I bought from Toys R Us when I was seven years old, um, Nova, Fantastic Four. I mean, he was a creator who I loved for years. And over the years, it turns out that we had a, a connection. One of the guys who was in his, one of his studio mates uh, was a member of my church and we talked talk about Rich. And when I actually met Rich Buckler, he would talk and have conversations for hours. We'd talk on the phone, we'd email. um, And before he passed away, it was planned that um, he was gonna bring certain characters, uh, such as Darkling, who hadn't been seen in over 30 years to Advent comics, along with his original Demon Hunter character, he was gonna bring them back to Advent and Storyline in the Cosmos book. It showed the reappearance of Darkling in issue three. And we had a, a point where we we're going to revamp the Demon Hunter character, bring him back. Um, like I said, Rich's, as a matter of fact, Rich's final two works before he passed away were Advent Comics uh, covers. Um, he did the, pan, the Pantheon cover along with brick buckler they created that together uh and that was awesome and cosmos nine he has a special cover that he did which was his very last work before he passed away um like i said he was one of the best guys and i could sit and talk to him about comics i could sit and talk to him about business questions But I mean, he was just a wealth of knowledge and that's why he holds such a special place and in my heart, um, like I said, it's been an honor for me as a fan, first and foremost, to be able to walk and talk with these titans who I've i've held in such high regard all these years. And uh, um, Rick, he lived up to it, he was just a heck of a guy. He was a heck kind of a guy.
0: So, how do you select your creators and do you try to foster new talent to come into the industry?
1: Oh, yeah, I always pick up new talents. Matter of fact, for our 15th anniversary. Since and it's uh, let me start off by saying it's a running and it's not a joke it's it's legit it's serious. The I have a I guess a a tally going. Marvel and DC have stolen thirteen of the creators that I found. Thirteen. So I must be doing something right. And they are actively taking our guys from us. So and it's a running joke. And it, I tell everybody, you work with Advent, you're going to the big league going to the big two. No no doubt about it. And and it it's happened 13 straight times, with Nathan being the last one. Um, but yeah, it's 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 funny. And um uh, I I just have a you know, I love comics as a fan. I with, luckily I've been doing this for a while, so I'm able to spot talent and the people who I feel bring something to the Advent universe, I'll pick them up and have them uh, work for us on our books. And I do foster new talent. Um, I have just started getting new writers or getting writers into our books um, as new artists. I, I have new artists. Matter of fact, uh, there are five new artists who are going to make their premiere, so to speak, as part of our 15th anniversary project. And when I tell you these guys are amazing, they're amazing. Um, but I don't want to say any names yet because I don't want more Mar- to steal any more of my time before <laughs> I finish my projects. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, these, new, these new guys are amazing. And I've been blessed to find them, cultivate them. And it's, it's amazing because like I said, the 15th anniversary is next year, 2024. But I'm getting projects back from these new guys. Uh, three of the five have already turned in their projects for the 15th anniversary. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, wow, it's a sin that these guys are that good. They, they're that good. So um, I'm honored and pleased to have that kind of talent working for Advent.
0: You've published in many genres, including Westerns, romances, war yep. comics. Why not just stick to the easy money of superheroes?
1: Well, believe it or not, superheroes is a crowded market. And when I say haven't um, gives everyone something, that's what I want to do. Uh, because I, you're going to get superheroes from Avant. That's a given. But also there are twists and turns like uh, the, the romance story is called Soulmate. That it, that premiered a brand new superhero to the advent universe. And it also is a tie into the Cosmos stories. So it's every cycle. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, there's a book we have called Black Starline where we, we showcase uh, black writers and creative talent, people of color um, in our books and then our characters within our universe um the latest book that's part of our um our, our new series um it gives a background on Dalton Malone who is a character in one of our books called Southside so everything matters so the war comic ties into the Southside book the romance book ties into the the, the cosmos book the avid universe is connected in ways you cannot believe So when people read these books and they were like, oh, wow, I know that character. That character is related to so-and-so over in that book, or he's the dad of that character. This universe is fully connected. There was a lot of world building that went on in these books.
0: Are all the Advent comics kid-friendly?
1: Not all of them. Uh, There are several, I will not say several, there are two titles that are definitely not kid-friendly. They're mature readers. South Side, because that deals with a character, Dart Malone, who's trying to find who murdered his friend and he resorts to pretty much, uh, he's like a black John Wick mixed with the Punisher. So that book is a lot of violent, ultra violent. It has language, it has nudity, it has adult situations. So that's definitely not for kids. And then I have another book. Even though it's it's super villains, it's called the Hit Squad. And they're assassins within the Advent Universe. The best assassins they are. But they have a secret. And that book also has language and it's not for kids. It's strictly for adults. But we do have some kid, um, kid-oriented books. Like our Sunshine One-Shot, that's kid-oriented. Uh, uh, we have a few that kids can read. We do have some kids stories that they can read specifically just for kids
0: are the kid audience something that's important to you that you try to grow oh yeah oh yeah uh because
1: i i i look back when i was a kid comics were a big part of my life and this this is really going to sound hokey but it's i swear it's the truth comics helped me learn how to read because i would look at comics and i would i would just be fascinated and it would be like huge words And i run to the dictionary to figure out what that word was so I could finish reading a comic book. So comics helped me learn how to read. And comics became an integral part of me growing and developing into who I am. So I want to bring that same enjoyment, that same sense of wonder and awe that I had as a kid to the kids of today. And hopefully the next Tony Cottrell or someone better than me can come along and tell their stories when they come of age. So it, it's it's big for me. I, I believe the children are where comics. Uh, we 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 tend to make comics for ourselves and for the older demographic. But also, as you can see, if you're doing the research, the school act, the scholastic comics, and the younger comics are doing up. The young adult comics they are they're in a class by themselves. So yeah, it's important to me. It's important to me.
0: Briefly, tell us about your career-owned imprint, Unbound Realms, and why did you do it?
1: Well, um, it actually started uh, when when I first started doing Kickstarter books. I would see these wonderful titles. Guys would do Kickstarters, and you know, basically that was it. I'm like, you guys don't want to do anything else? I mean, the book, great. More people should see it. So I figured I would try to help them bring those titles to the masses um so i you know i had at the time amazon and comixology and you know i had my own distribution line going so i was like i could take your book global and i just started helping other creators get their book out there and as time went on um got with diamond um got with uh, got our books in walmart so there are different avenues open to different uh creators and like i said i don't just want people to see my books I'm a fan first and foremost, so I try to take books that I think others will enjoy and try to, you know, bring them to the masses as well.
0: We've been talking about having Comics in general and, and your career and all that stuff, but I like to get into the nuts and bolts of things, kind of like pull the curtain back and okay. take away things and see what it's like, kind of like behind the scenes and more of the business aspect of things. Like your distribution and marketing, your comic books and merchandise, are on six continents over thirty-four countries. How does a scrappy oh. company get that type of distribution? And how the well, heck did you get to be at Walmart? I went and Google well, Walmart I, and yeah, I, I can get Walmart can get added comics off their website. I, I I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you because
1: not 34 countries, fifty four countries before before I got with Diamond. Now me 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 solo managed to get. Those books now, those Tony.
0: Books. I told you off camera, no bragging. Just put that no, bragging. No, bragging. <laughs> no, I'm teasing no you. I, yeah, that's I impressive. Just, Fifty countries I, is good. I just,
1: I just have to set the record straight. I just have to set the record straight. And then when I, because I was going, I when I went to Diamond and told them what I had planned, and then they were like, "Wow, you're doing this and that," and I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, you know, I want to be part of the team with you guys, and they were like, "Done." But no, I did it. I did it myself. I mean humble brag. I did it myself. Um, I I just have been a firefighter, I have a no quit, uh some people may say cocky attitude. I call it confidence, I call it self-confidence. So my first book, uh, Pandemonium Evil Incarnate, uh was a graphic novel. Um, I mean I put that book on Amazon. I put it on at the time, uh Comics Plus, which is the iPad version of Comixology. Um, And from there, uh, people were starting to see it. And I I connected with uh, the, the the first and only at the time uh, comic book shop in Dubai. And they were like, we want to sell your book. And I'm like, let's do it. So when I started saying, okay, people are liking this book. So I was just reaching out and there were different places I wanted to put our books. And slowly but surely I was knocking down those locations. And I said, I want to make our books global. And if, you know, knock on wood, you know, thankfully it's been happening. It's been happening.
0: There are and so now, many, there are so many yeah. chemicals being put out right now. There's fantastic publishers putting out stuff. It's yeah. reminiscent to me of the nineties when there were so many publishers, but back then they didn't have the internet for telephone marketing. So is is it harder or easier today to get noticed your comic books and advent comic books, just the flood of stuff that's out there?
1: As a comics creator, I'll say the internet makes it easier to self-publish and to get your books out there. But that's a double-edged sword because while there is a ton of publishers or people can put out their own stories. There's only so much eye space or shelf space and you're fighting with thousands of other people for that space. So yeah, you got to do something new, something original to try to get your stuff out there and to bring eyes to it. Um, Like I said, um, our 14th anniversary Kickstarter, I did that not to make money. I did that to bring new eyes to Advert Comics and to get them on board for our real anniversary, which is, well, not real anniversary, but our real celebration, which is our 15th anniversary, which we have, a, we have a bunch of stuff planned coming up. So it's all about doing things to propel your brand and your comics forward. Uh, sometimes you got to think out of the box uh, in order to make that happen.
0: So how do social media and comic conventions help Avant Comic Grow as a brand? What oh, do you it, do? It
1: helped, it helped a lot, but by the same token, There are other uh, companies who surpass us on social media, um, but sales wise, I'm I'm not in their pockets or their business, but I can almost guarantee you they don't touch it sales wise. But um, social media is still a tool that we're we're learning. I am learning to try to promote Advent Comics. And like I said, Advent Comics is probably the biggest company you've never heard of. I would have to agree. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the biggest company you've never heard of. And I'm trying to change that. And I'm trying to do more podcasts and do more things to put Advent's name out there. Because when people see the type of quality of our books and the content we're bringing, they're going to fall in love with it. They really are. And I hate to say things like that that don't seem humble, but I, I just feel that strongly in our books, in our creators, and our teams, and in Advent Comics as a whole. I think once you see what we're doing, you'll love what we're doing.
0: You have some of your comic books on a digital platform. When you put out a new comic book, do you also release that comic book in a digital plat- platform at the same time? And what led you on a path to go to more digital? I try to do
1: digital and print because I know even though purists out there, they want to have the copy in their hands. There is a big chunk of the market that actually loves digital. Um, They can take their comics with them anywhere. They don't have to, you know, fight to create space in their homes and their collection for more content, but they can still have the comics with them um i am a big proponent i try to do digital and print um the unbound uh books um that's a little different um and if the creators want their books to go through the digital process with advent i'm more than happy to do it um but like i said most of our books are digital and um print based and um Digital started for me actually when I was starting Avit and I was getting advice. Uh, that was Christopher Priest. He was telling me, if you don't do anything else and you're serious about starting your comic book company, go digital. He was big on telling me, go digital. And this was back in 99, 2000. He was like, go digital. He was like, that's the wave of the future. And I was like, really? I was like, I like reading comics in my hand. He was like, I'm telling you, young man, go digital. And so I took his advice and I started doing digital almost out the gate. We had digital and we had print. So, you know, it's a big thing and it's, it's served us well.
0: You're on Comicsology, drive through Indie Planet. I went through the regular Amazon website I was surprised that I actually could find Advent Comics without a huge search because. Their search engines so wonky, so I don't know what you did over at uh, Amazon to get your stuff there. But um, um, how we, do you? We, we sold do, pretty good. How but, do you do? Do all those different places work in sync with you? Like, do they all are beneficial for actually, you? I, actually,
1: yes. Um, we we, um, how can I say this? All right, today is a is a full day. I'm not bragging, but we have brought sales to those platforms. So they generally tend to work with us. And once they saw that, hey, people like their stuff, we got to move to the top of the list. Even if you Google Adweek Comics, you, you find a lot of stuff. You find a lot of good stuff. So it's, it's a good thing that something that we've created over the years has grown to the level that's grown. And I personally feel that there's so much more that Advent can accomplish, and I'm working towards that. Um, But, yeah, uh, Indie Planet, uh, the guys and team over at Indie Planet, good people, uh, drive through comics, good people. We just started putting our stuff on global comics. We're going to be a force, definitely a force, in the digital comics industry. Um, So, yeah, you're going to start to see a lot of Advent comics in all of those different digital spaces.
0: I also noticed that you, some of your advent Comics, advent comics are available on Comicology's Unlimited plan to borrow. Do you have, Did you have any say in that? Or did they just um, randomly pick? Because I'm yep. just curious of how stuff gets on their Unlimited plan, because that's such a cluster mess, trying to find stuff on that thing. Because about a year and a yeah. half ago, they um, revamped their whole Comicology thing and tried to find stuff, something. Right. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. It's impossible right. to find stuff. But um, we, how, does, how do you get on Comicology unlimited? What was the we, rationale? we didn't
1: have, we didn't have anything to do with uh um how comicsology decided to go over the years. But no, we got on comicsology and we were producing singular content and they were like you know, we were opening up comicsology unlimited. Would you like some of your titles to go on, on the platform? I'm like they were like you know, put more more eyes on your comics. I'm like, sure, let's go. So um, I didn't, well, I I had a small role in which comics went on. Um, The original comics like Hit Squad and a couple others, I picked because I was trying to showcase a lot of different things from Advent, a lot of different genres on Comicsology Unlimited. So you'll find, uh, I just did a I searched the other day uh, because I needed to get a, a link for someone. And uh, Hits, I know Hit Squad's still on Comic Unlimited because they purged a lot of a lot of people's titles. But unfortunately, unfortu- uh, uh, Advent Comics is still there. You can still find our books. So I'm happy about that.
0: Over the past few years, comic shops in the industry have weathered a few shocks and changes. Do you feel the industry is like healthy and strong enough to take maybe a slowing economy or even a recession down the road, because we really haven't had economy. a good recession. And I'm kind of you know, how does the comic industry survive? Uh, you know, some kind of a huge you know economic downturn. Um, times are tough for everyone,
1: uh, but uh, and that is to put my one of my other hats on. Um, looking at the economy, the economy actually is. Bouncing back, um, it may not look—excuse <clears throat> may not look like it, but it's it's coming back to where it was before all of the wonkiness of COVID and such happened. But with that said, <clears throat> comic shops are fighting with a lot of a lot of—I uh, don't say rivals per se, but there are a lot of things that are happening that are pulling comic shops in a lot of different directions. Here at Advent Comics, I'm a huge proponent of taking care of every portion or every section of the comics industry, and that includes our shop owners. So if our shop owners are telling us, hey, we need uh, some of your guys to come out and do signings to boost our sales, my guys are there. Um, matter of fact, um, I have a couple of signings coming up for one of our indie um, indie creator books, uh, Unbound Rounds books called Thorn. Uh, the creators are doing signings of different shops uh, for that book that just went back to the second printing, um, So I try to also help. Uh, I, have, I have a plan. If the creators or the comic shops do not wish to buy from diamond they can buy directly from us and we have a plan called a retailer hq program where i give them discounts and i try to send them tools and in-house marketing and such to help promote the books and i try to shout them out on social media as best i can and try to basically try to help them as much because they're selling the book promotes our brand and I want to make sure that they're able to, you know, to function and enjoy uh, being able to, you know, stay in business. Basically, I want to keep business flowing into their shops. So we we do a lot to try to help our store owners and shop owners. And basically, they're, they're the lifeblood of the comic book industry. They get the books to the fans, from us to the so. We have to keep them going, and whatever we can do to help, I'm all down.
0: I'm for it. I'm for it. Before we wrap this up, Tony, you get the last words. Any closing comments you'd like to say?
1: Um, people can check out Advent Comics. Um, like I said, we're probably the biggest company you've never heard of. Uh, you can find our books at adventcomics.com. You can find us at uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, find us uh, comic South Gen limited drive-through comics indie planet uh, Kindle we're in previews every month uh, our books go to comic shops monthly um, you can also find our books in Walmart um, so there's more to come but we ask that you take a look at our books I think you'll love what you see we have comics for everyone um, every genre every ethnicity you name it if you like it there's chances are you'll find and I invite you all to stick around because we have a lot planned for our 15th anniversary next year. So we ask that you journey with us and uh, enjoy the ride.
0: Tony Cottrell, I've been 14 years in the comic industry. Thank you so much for joining me. We have plans to have you and more of your people Thank back out in the future.
1: I would love to come back. Anytime you guys need me, say the word and I'll be there.
0: Thank you so much, Tony. We'll talk to you again soon. So take care. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you, a fantastic comic fan, at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.